I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee. This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 38 of the Catholic Foodie, Coffee Talk. That's right, this is uh, Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie, and welcome, welcome so uh, We're so glad that you are here with us today. This is episode 38 of the Catholic Foodie, and guess what it's about? One of my favorite things in the whole world. That's right, coffee. I love coffee. I, I've got to have coffee every day. If I don't, I turn into a... Uh, a mean person. <laughs> so I have my two cups in the morning. And you know, coffee is very, very popular here in the United States. It's, it's really popular all around the world, actually. So uh, do you drink coffee? I'd love to hear about it. We've got lots of feedback today. So glad you're here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Well, we do. We have so much feedback today. I had put a call out on Twitter and Plurk and Facebook uh, yesterday, I believe, two days ago, uh, announcing that this episode would be about coffee. And I asked the question, it's like, hey, uh, uh, what's your favorite coffee? Do you have a favorite coffee quote, some kind of funny coffee quote? Uh, do you have a favorite coffee shop? I mean, any anything that you want to say about coffee, let me know. And, uh, of course, call the voice feedback line, which is... Nine eight five six three five four nine seven four, and I I think I've got like eight or nine pieces of feedback to play for you. Unbelievable! I mean that's that's very exciting. In addition to that, we also have an interview. I interviewed the owner of a coffee shop, a very green coffee shop, uh, where he roasts his own beans. So very exciting. I'm I'm very happy that uh, I was able to catch him yesterday. He's going out of town this week. And uh, I get to share that with you today as well. Now, you know, coffee is extremely popular. And I know it's popular uh, all over the world. But I was looking up some statistics, some statistics on coffee here, some interesting facts. Uh, You know that Germany is the world's second largest consumer of coffee in terms of volume at 16 pounds per person. Over 53 countries grow coffee worldwide, but all of them, lie along the equator between the Tropic of Cancer and Capricorn. Uh, an acre of coffee trees can produce up to 10,000 pounds of coffee cherries. That amounts to approximately 2,000 pounds of beans after hulling and milling. Let's see, what else? What else? i got some interesting things. Oh, with the exception of Hawaii and Puerto Rico, no coffee is grown in the United States or its territories. Uh, until the 1870s, most coffee was roasted at home in a frying pan over a charcoal fire. Can you believe that? Since it wasn't until recent times that batch roasting became popular. So I guess you used to roast your own beans. That's pretty cool. Each year, some 7 million tons of green beans are produced worldwide, most of which is hand-picked. Wow. That is awesome. I think uh, I also discovered that in the United States, the average number of coffee, uh, cups of coffee uh, uh, had, or drank, I guess that's the right word, uh, by the average American is 3.6 cups a day. 3 point, or is it 3.2? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, it's still three cups. Now, I have two cups a day, but they're large cups. They're big cups. Um Today, actually, I had three. I had planned. It's like, you know, we're talking about coffee. I want to drink coffee 
on the show, you know, kind of like a, a Mac and Catherine thing, except it wouldn't be Javalia. It would be one of my favorites over here that I brew at home. Uh, for those on Ustream, you can maybe see this. French Market Coffee is one of them. Um, CDM, which is Cafe Dumont, Coffee and Chicory. Once again, on Ustream, you can see this big can of coffee here. And I will talk more about this uh, in, a, in another, or, or later, really. After we hear some feedback, I'll tell you a little bit more about what I like to drink. And then here's another one, Louisiane, which is also coffee and chicory. So uh, those are some of the things that I drink. Now, the problem is I've already had three cups today. I never have three cups of coffee. I have my two big cups, and that's it. I have them in the morning, and I typically drink water the rest of the day. But today we had a, after mass, we had like a coffee and donut thing at, uh, at church. And, you know, just to, to be sociable, to fit in with everybody, I went ahead and had some coffee, another cup of coffee. So that's three cups that I had today. Uh, it's quite a bit for me. I'm feeling mighty lonesome, haven't slept a wink. I walk the floor and watch the door. And in between I drink black coffee Love's a hand-me-down brew I'll never know a Sunday In this weekday black coffee. Well, we're going to hear from a few folks right now on what they like when it comes to coffee. Our first caller is Leslie Knopp, and let's see what she has to say. I wish I had thought of Catholic foodie. This is Leslie Knopp, and food meets faith constantly every feast day, every holy day. It's a celebration with family and our faith. Thank you. Bye. Oh, that's so funny, though. Uh, you know, there are lots of Catholic foodies out there, uh, and it makes sense, too. You know, if you really understand what the Catholic foodie is all about, you understand the gift that we have in the sacramental life. I mean, the sacraments that we have. It, God fills us with his grace through eating. Uh, just look at the Eucharist. So, uh, yeah, there are lots and lots of uh, Catholic foodies out there, and I guess I'm I'm the guy that just had the inspiration of coming up with this uh, this little Catholic foodie thing. So I'm very grateful for that. Hi, Jeff. This is Debbie Schroeder from Quincy, Florida. On your coffee uh, request, well, our biggest coffee loves are the Mystic Monk coffees. When I'm in Jacksonville visiting my family, I usually pick up a couple of bags from Queen of Peace Catholic Bookstore. Maureen, who is a friend of mine and the owner of uh, Queen of Peace, brought Mystic Monk into her shop a few years ago, and she introduced us to the Monk's Coffee with some samples that we could enjoy while we were looking around the store. <laughs> Needless to say, I was hooked. Um, we especially love the Royal Rum Pecan and the Cowboy Blend, which is a blend of light and dark South American coffee beans, and it's fantastic for iced coffee. In between visits, when I'm out of the Monk's Coffee, I try to buy the fair trade coffees at our local coffee shops. My daughter, May Rose, and I love Starbucks drinks, but with the nearest one about 40 minutes away, it's usually only a once or twice a month treat. And this summer, we decided to experiment and make our own iced coffee. 
it really isn't that hard. Once we found the right combination, our coffee pot was always going. To make an iced coffee, just fill a tall glass with ice all the way up to the top. The ice will melt down quite a bit so due to the hot coffee, so make sure you have your glass full of ice. Take a half a cup of hot coffee. Add two good teaspoons full of sugar and about half a shot of your favorite coffee syrup. We used either Irish cream or hazelnut coffee syrups we found at Sam's. Stir that well to dissolve the sugar and pour over the ice. Add just a touch of milk or cream and a straw. The milk or cream will float gently down about halfway down the glass. And the straw just makes a great stir and adds a bit of fun to the drink. And so we had ordered it from our favorite coffee bistro. This summer, her coffee pot was on the go all the time. Then our next experiment will be some of the flavored hot coffee drinks we enjoy so much. I just got to find some GR Deli coffee syrup. Know where I can get some? Thanks for a fantastic podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. Uh, and thank you, thank you also for those recipes um, for iced coffee. I love iced coffee. I, lo- I love it during the uh, during the summertime when it's hot, and I also love those hot drinks, those hot flavored coffees, uh, particularly uh, in the wintertime. Uh, also known, I, I guess, as a um, oh goodness, I guess just like coffee drinks. Uh, you're talking about flavored coffees, I believe, and I don't know where you would get that syrup from. That's a good question. But I like some of these dessert coffees, like Irish coffee, as an example. And I think later in the show, I may give you a couple of recipes for some uh, some coffee drinks. Uh, winter is not too far away, just a few months. Uh, we are moving into fall, and in some parts of the country, at least, it is getting cool. Not here. <laughs> not in Louisiana. We, we won't get... Uh, it, it doesn't start getting cool here for, for quite a while. Matter of fact, I think two years ago, on January 2nd, we were at the pool swimming. It was just so hot. Uh, We had a heat wave that came through, I guess. It was like in the 70s. It was January 2nd. So uh, we joke around. I I, I say it's a joke. We we do joke around, but I can remember as a kid having Christmas wearing shorts. And that's just the, the crazy Louisiana weather. You know, if you don't like the weather right now in Louisiana... Just hang around for 15 minutes, and uh, it'll change. So thank you so much, Debbie, for that feedback. I, I really appreciate that. Hey, Jeff. This is Kimberly M., as you know me on Clerk. And I just uh, wanted to leave you a message about coffee. That was an interesting uh, message you sent out. Um, I have become very fond of Folgers Simply Smooth, which comes only in the very smaller cans. Um, it's supposed to be easy on your stomach. And, of course, once I got, you know, very, very fond of it, um, after a month or two, uh, they pulled it from the shelves in every major shopping center that I could find. So I just thought I'd sort of complain about that. Um, nothing that I've found ever since then has ever done the same sort of thing. I enjoy my two, possibly three cups before I head out the door, and that's all I uh, normally have on a day. But I can't even really enjoy one of the stronger coffees right now, and um, I just think that's not very nice of companies like Folgers to um, put a product out there that's wonderful for some of us and then pull it. So uh, that's my two cents, and um, thanks for uh, offering us the ability to give you input. Thanks. Bye. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's it's kind of a complaint, uh, and I understand. I understand that completely. I mean, you find something that you like, especially a, a coffee. You know, we're really attached or can become attached to our coffee, the way we like it uh, prepared. 
you know, maybe maybe uh, a certain amount of sugar or a certain amount of uh, cream or half and half, or you you like it done a, a particular way, uh, which kind of it, it just shows this um, how important uh, something as simple as coffee can be for us, and not just because some people have an addiction to caffeine. I mean, of course, I I don't have an addiction to caffeine. No, not not me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's more than just that. It's, it's, there's a ritual almost with coffee. And uh, when you get a particular kind that you really like, you, you want to have it. You want to have it. So I sympathize with you. I, I'm, I'm so sorry that they aren't uh, releasing that or, or uh, producing it anymore. Maybe you can write them a letter or send them an email or something and, and find out what the story is. And perhaps they are doing it or they're going to release it again. You remember way back when in the 80s when they had... Coca-Cola uh, stopped producing their um, Coke the way it used to be and had been forever, and they came out with a new Coke. You remember that? I remember as a kid, I hated that. I couldn't believe it. Well, Coke was smart because just, what, a couple of months later, they came out with Coca-Cola Classic, <laughs> which is the same thing we were buying before. Uh, so now you've got two products, new Coke and Coca-Cola Classic. It's just... Uh, one of those things. So maybe maybe they're trying to figure something out with this coffee. You never know. Got to check that out. Our next piece of feedback comes from someone who is, well, he's become a good friend of mine over the last um, a few months. Uh, we met at the CNMC, the Catholic New Media Celebration in San Antonio in June. Deacon Tom Fox and his wife, Dee. And uh, they have a new show out. I don't know if you've heard about this show. It's Catholic Vitamins. You can find it over at catholicvitamins.com. Excellent podcast. And if you want to be spiritually healthy, you might want to give it a listen. Uh, you can also find them on iTunes. Just search for Catholic Vitamins. Anyway, here's what Deacon Tom had to say about coffee. Hey, Jeff. This is the Deke calling. Just wanted to give you a little feedback. Uh, Dee mentioned that you were going to be talking about coffee. Coffee is something I absolutely love. I have ordered Mystic Monk and some other great coffees. There's one that I want to tell you and your listeners about. It's called Barney's Coffee. They're out of Florida, barneyscoffee.com, and they have some retail shops that are really good. They make some great blended coffees, just great. And the other thing that occurred to me uh, is um, we had uh, chicken carbonara tonight. It was pretty good, and I got to thinking about having a cook-off a la Father Leo. Maybe we could get a bunch of us folks together and all the groupies that would like to, and we'll meet someplace and we'll have a cook-off. I think I'd like to try my ribs, barbecue ribs. Maybe Dee could try her lasagna. You know, maybe we could have a real uh, good time and lots of good food. Love your show. Blessings to you and your family. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much, Deke. Uh, that's a fantastic idea, actually. I mean, for, first of all, I want to say that a lot of people who did comment mentioned Mystic Monk, Mystic Monk Coffee. I've never tried it, but I will talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, in addition to that, your idea about the cook-off, I love it. I think that'd be fantastic. Perhaps, you know, I have no say-so in this, but perhaps we could organize something for the next CNMC. I uh, have no idea where that's going to be. I uh, don't know the, uh, the the time frame either. I'm assuming it'll be in the summer, kind of like the last two years. 
Uh, but the next CNMC, if we could have a cook-off, somebody needs to uh, maybe tell Father Roderick about that. That idea is a fantastic idea, Deke. And we could have our own throwdown. And uh, goodness, if we could have Father Leo there, wow, <laughs> that would be incredible. Hey, Jeff. This is Shelley, one of the blogging sisters over at Of Sound, Mind, and Spirit. You asked us tonight to let you know what our favorite brand of coffee is, so I wanted to tell you about Lola Savannah, which is here in Houston. They've been around for about 15 years. They're a green company buying shade-grown and organic coffees. We buy ours in our local HEB grocery store, and you can order them from uh, online at www.lolacc.com. Now, they're about 7 or $8 a pound, and so it's about the same price as your Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. But in my opinion, Lola Savannah is actually a better brew. Now, my favorite blend of theirs is the Texas Pecan, and I have it almost every morning. I also really like their Houston blend, uh, but I notice online that there is a Bourbon Street blend with the infamous chicory flavor, and that might be a bit more your style. So you can browse their coffee online by the blend, the flavor, or the origin of the bean. And for your listeners who are not in the Texas area and can't get Lola Savannah at the grocery store, they should know that the online shipping is going to be about $8. So you get a better deal if you stock up with three or four pounds per order. So get it in advance. Hey, Jeff, you know, I think I'm going to send you a sampling. So you can do a taste test and then get back to all of us on Catholic Foodie with your thoughts. Have a good evening. Bye. Ooh, that's great. I would love that. Uh, I do a little taste test right here on the show. I could uh, make some of my coffee that I typically drink and also try some of that new stuff that you send, and we'll have to see. Maybe I could do a, a taste test with uh, Char as well, and she can tell me what her favorite is. That'd be pretty fun. Thank you very much, Shelley. That was uh, excellent feedback. I'd never heard of this company before, uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Hi, Jeff. This is Tiny Bear 421 I am calling to tell you about my favorite coffee. My favorite coffee, I would say, would be Folgers uh, because on August 1st of 2007, Folgers and one of my favorite actresses, Chandra Wilson from Grey's Anatomy, teamed up together with Habitat for Humanity. Um, so back in 2007, Chandra Wilson and her three children started in a Folgers ad. And in that ad, she talked about what makes morning special. And she touched on how for her to have her Folgers coffee in the morning made her a better person, which in turn made her a better mother to her kids. And I think the message behind it really for me was it emphasized on that family time and what she needed to do to make sure that her time with her family was special. And also teaming up with Habitat for Humanity really helped because that is a very good cause. Fantastic. Uh, you know, it's awesome when you hear about these companies, big companies that are doing something good in the community. Uh, it, it really makes me uh, partial to them as well. I didn't know that about... Uh, about Folgers. I had no idea. Uh, so thank you very much for letting me know about that. Um, I will. I used to drink Folgers. It was a while back. I haven't had it in quite a while. Uh, I may have to do another. Maybe, maybe I could throw that into the taste test. How about that? Uh, we'll, we'll have to see if we can make that, uh, make that a, a reality. This next piece of feedback comes from a good friend of, uh, good friend of the Catholic Foodie, uh, Pam Hauk. Pam, uh, you've heard from her before, and uh, 
She she doesn't live too far from me. She's in another parish, a uh, little further north than I am, but very close. And so she knows a lot of the places I talk about, especially in New Orleans. Uh, she grew up uh, down there, and it's it's really cool to hear, really cool to hear or to get feedback from Pam. So uh, take it away, Pam. Let's see what you had to say. Hi, Jeff. This is Pam Hoke from Folsom, Louisiana. I'm calling to leave you feedback on your questions about coffee. My favorite coffee is Community Coffee and Chicory, and I like it the best as a cafe au lait. And I have my own special way of fixing it here at home because all I have is a Mr. Coffee-type coffee machine. We always used evaporated milk in our coffee as children, and I still like that today. But the way I fix it now is I put a little bit of uh, evaporated milk in the bottom of the pot, and then I fix the machine as normal. And when the coffee drips, it drips down into the milk, and that way I have warm milk with my coffee instead of pouring it cold out of the refrigerator. And sometimes even add a little bit of chocolate syrup to make it a a mocha flavor. You asked about a favorite uh, expression or saying about coffee, and the only thing that could come to mind was the commercial about good to the last drop. But I do have a favorite song about coffee, and it's a song that I heard about from another SQPN listener. It's called Fan of the Bean, and it's by a group called the Clintons, and I have it marked as a favorite on Last.fm. I also wanted to tell you about um, Sonic's Java Chilla. Um, I really like it. It's frozen coffee, and whenever I pass the Sonic, I have to stop and get one. And also, I found out this week that Cafe Dumont has a version of frozen coffees that was really good. I tried their frozen cafe mocha this week and really liked that as well. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I really like your show, and uh, I'll be listening to you at 3. Thank you, and God bless. Well, thank you so much, Pam. You know, uh, Community Coffee has a special place in my heart. Uh, I'm from Baton Rouge, and, you know, Community is, like, based there. And it's like a... I don't know, it's like a, a social icon, right, uh, community coffee. Uh, that red bag that they have, that they, they have the coffee in, it's just something about it. And I remember when I was, oh goodness, I must have been eight years old when my mom started to let me drink coffee. <laughs> kind of young, I don't think I'd let my kids do it, but uh, she would make what she called coffee milk. And actually, now that I think about it, my grandmother used to give it to me too, and it was coffee milk, and I, I loved it. I started to drink it every morning, and I've been drinking coffee ever since. So I, I guess she got me hooked on a uh, on a really good thing way back when, when I was just a little kid. And, uh, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Fan of the Bean. I went and checked that song out. I'd never heard of it before, but I did go check it out, and I've got it right here. I'm going to play just a teeny tiny bit of this song so that the listeners can uh, can get a feel of, of what it's about. Uh, I, I don't know exactly the status. It's on GarageBand, so it looks like it's uh, available to be played, but uh, I'll just play just a snippet. Uh, take a listen to this.
Well, that's it. Fan of the Bean by the Clintons. And uh, you can find that probably on last.fm. I found it over on garageband.com. That is a uh, a site where you can get music to play on uh, on a podcast. So uh, garageband.com or last.fm. Well, I have more feedback to play for you, but I think I'm going to hold off on that, play it a little bit later in the show. And what I'd like to do right now is uh, just say a couple of words about the coffee that I like to drink. I know I said a little bit about this before, uh, but basically my favorite coffee is uh, CDM, as we call it here. It's Café du Monde, coffee and chicory. And uh, this, this thing called chicory, what is it all about? Well, it's basically a plant of sorts. And uh, they use it. I had looked it up online just a little while ago, but I've also found something here on the back of this can. Let's see, where is that? Uh, okay, chicory unlocks the coffee flavor. It mellows the blend and removes bitterness. Uh, like coffee, chicory is a natural product. Our blend, this is uh, from the back of the Louisiana can. Our blend produces a rich cup of coffee with unsurpassed flavor, making Louisiana a coffee favorite. Uh, chicory, actually, if you look it up on, I think it was Wikipedia, it's listed there as a coffee substitute. Um, I've never encountered it like that. I've always seen it uh, mixed in with coffee, uh, kind of like Louisiana and CDM and French Market, and even Community Coffee. Community Coffee in Baton Rouge also has a uh, coffee and chicory uh, blend that you can get, and it does. It, it, it kind of uh, mellows the blend and removes the bitterness, as it says on this can. It, it, it adds a flavor to it that is just um, uh, very pleasant, very pleasant. So it's not complicated. It's really kind of like wood. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, part of a plant that is uh, ground up and added to the coffee. I don't know if you can actually see. Let me look inside this can here of CDM and see if you can see uh, the chicory. If so, I'll try to show the Ustream audience. No, you can't. You really can't. Uh, you can't see it. You have little flakes, basically, or flecks, almost of, of a lighter brown tan color, that is the uh, the chicory. But it mixes in so much with the the coffee grinds, you really can't tell. Um, not enough to show on Ustream. You also can't smell this coffee that I just opened up. Oh my goodness, it smells good. And this is after having three cups today. So <laughs> I love this stuff. Uh, so what I want to do now is introduce you to somebody. You know, when I, when I for whatever reason, can't make coffee at home, uh, or it's like a special occasion and I just want to get coffee out, I go to Campbell's, Campbell's Coffee and Tea, right down. It's on the outskirts of downtown Covington, Louisiana, where I'm located. A uh, little bitty place, but it's got so much character. It's just such a neat place. It also has free Wi-Fi, by the way. <laughs> It's, uh, it's just got so much character to it, and uh, they've got excellent coffee, of course, and they actually roast the coffee beans there, and on a day when he's roasting, oh my goodness, you walk in that place and smell the, the beans roasting, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just a beautiful thing. So I go there, they've got fresh, fresh coffee, and uh, it just it smells great, it's got a great atmosphere, uh, it's got free Wi-Fi. Uh, but in addition to the coffee, they also serve uh, sandwiches, like particularly panini, uh, Italian sandwiches, uh, soup, 
Also, salads. I think they've got salads now that I think about it. I've never had a salad there. But anyway, good stuff, good stuff. Um, and if you're ever down in Covington, I recommend you go there. But I, I like to go to Campbell's whenever I don't uh, make coffee at home. So I'm very, very fortunate. Uh, I was able to get Campbell on the phone yesterday. Now, I uh, I actually taught both of his sons at St. Paul's. They both went through St. Paul's. Uh, the older son, uh, I taught religion. Uh, this was a few years back. He's in college now. And uh, that's when I was teaching religion uh, full-time. And now I only teach it part-time. I also teach Spanish. And I taught his younger son Spanish just, I think, last year, two years ago, maybe two years ago. So anyway, I, I know Campbell. I, I was able to uh, get to know him as a parent of students and not just as a business owner here or a brewer and a roaster and brewer of coffee. Uh, but I've I've uh, developed a relationship with him over the years. He's also very fond of motorcycles. And for those of you who, who know this, I do ride a, a bike, a motorcycle, a Kawasaki Vulcan 900. And uh, we've had many a conversation about motorcycles. So anyway, I'm very fortunate I was able to get Campbell on the phone, and I want to share that interview with you right now. Well, we're very fortunate to have Campbell Morrison with us today. Welcome, Campbell. Oh, thank you. Nice to be with you. Now, Campbell, you have a coffee house, basically, a coffee shop, uh, Campbell's uh, Coffee and Tea in Covington, Louisiana, right here by me. Uh, how long have you had that? Well, we... Um the shop itself opened in uh, February of 2006, and um, I, I started the business actually in July of 2005, and then uh, we had a little interruption there in the fall. Right, that was uh, uh, Katrina, right? Yeah. Yeah, she interrupted yeah, a lot had, of stuff there. Yeah, we had to reboot right in the middle of our uh, startup plans, so it was uh, had a little bit of a hitch in there in the startup, but it's been good. So you got it started and what, 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 why would you, um, or why did you want to start a, uh, a coffee shop? What was the inspiration behind it? Well, uh, I had been in the printing business. I owned a printing company in New Orleans for 18 years. And, um, the last couple of years I was in the business, I, I, I was really tiring of it. It's a very technology driven business. And, and I was telling my wife, you know, it's just it was just too demanding um, capital-wise. I mean, you had to make big capital investments every year just to keep – just to barely keep up with the rest of the industry. And uh, she said, well, what, what are you going to do if you get out of the printing business? I said, I'm going to open a coffee shop. She said, what? She says, you don't even drink coffee. I said, yeah, I drink coffee every day. She goes, well, I never knew that. But she she doesn't drink coffee. So I never made it at home. I would always just go to work in the morning and and make coffee there. And I've been going around and buying beans from, you know, pre-roasted beans like everybody else buys at the grocery store. And, you know, I'd try different flavors and stuff like that. And we kind of got interested in it. And I spent a couple of years studying coffee and looking at the, you know, got interested in the different origins of it. And uh, the, uh, I mean, it basically coffee started in Ethiopia. Um, if a, a, a goat herder noticed that the goats were eating the bean, the berries off the coffee plants and uh, seemed a lot more energetic. And um, so he picked some of the berries and boiled them down and and uh, they made a soup out of it and 
it kind of just evolved from there. But um, so that that kind of inter- interested me. So I, you know, started looking more and more into it. And then uh, when Katrina hit, my uh, printing business was over. Essentially, our biggest clients all left town, and uh, so it was the perfect opportunity. Wow, that's to, awesome. Uh, that's awesome. To you know, to, to do something, and uh, we get we lost our house in Katrina. Um, we lived in uh, Mid City in New Orleans, or actually in Broadmoor, and uh, so we moved to the North Shore. And I think my wife got tired of just seeing me sitting around the house not doing anything. And <laughs> one day she called me out and she goes, "Hey, I was driving in Covington and I saw this perfect place has a guy was nailing up a for rent sign." And I said, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah." So I said, well, where's it at? I'll go look at it. And so I, I drove over there and wrote the number down and called the guy. And and uh, we ended up making a deal. It was a seafood place before us. It had been numerous things, I think. I think wow. originally it was uh, the front part of the building was a country store. It was it's almost 100 years old. Oh, my goodness. Uh, just that, that little front room's been there for almost 100 years, I'm told. Wow. And... Uh, so we had to get rid of all the boiling pots and the seafood stuff and uh, do some renovation and get up and running. And um, that's that's kind of how it got started. And then once we decided that we were going to go through with it, then uh, we stepped up the pace and, and did a lot of research. Uh, you know, spent some more time on how, how we wanted to operate and, you know, what, you know, I knew we wanted to be a, one of the things I always wanted to do is to try to be a zero impact, a small impact of a, on the community as possible as being to make, to add something to commu- to the community instead of being uh, any type of a distraction or take away right. from the community. So that's, where, that's where the green te- the, our green issue comes in. Uh, my partner, Elizabeth, and I know you know Elizabeth well, Mm-hmm. Um, she came in about a year after I opened and, um, the first year it was mostly just me and I had a couple of other, uh, people working with me part time. And, uh, I was really stepping and fetching behind the counter when it was just me. I'd have the window going because we were getting pretty popular. Our, our coffee is, uh, very good. And, um, so one day Elizabeth was in there. She had just moved to town and, uh, she had lost a home in Katrina, and so she, her, she had was coming in in the mornings after she dropped her kids off from school, and and uh, so one day I mean I was really just going 90 miles an hour. We had three or four cars in the drive-through, and uh, two or three people waiting at the counter, and I was just going as fast as I could and trying to ring everybody up and just get everything done. And so she goes, Hey, do you want me to give you a hand? And I said, sure. So she goes, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I said, that's okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go along. I said, here, you do this. And, and uh, so we, we actually made a pretty good team. And so then she goes, well, she goes, um, you know, I don't, I don't have anything to do. I can work for a little bit if you want. And I said, well, it doesn't pay much. Trust me. And so she, you know, and she, she understood, and you know, then that's how I kind of got to know Elizabeth and, and found out more about her background. She has a very uh, rich background in, in Central and South America. Um, she was a uh, director of her worked with the South uh, or Central American Studies or Latin American Studies Department at Tulane, and 
and wow. uh, is a thesis away from a PhD. So wow, that's um, she's uh, you know speaks fluent Spanish and and a very very smart uh, you know gifted person. So um, I mean, I guess the biggest drawback between her and I is that um, well, I don't know really if it's a drawback. I mean, we're 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 friends. We're we're really more business partners and friends. We don't socialize a lot and stuff, but we we. I I brought a lot to the table with uh, years of experience in business, and and uh, she brought a lot to the table of just being intelligent and uh, and trustworthy and um, and very uh, you know is an extremely hard worker, and uh, she's very creative and does a great job. She she essentially runs this, runs everything now. Uh, she runs the day to day operations, and I, I try to you know try to help out when I can and and um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it makes for a good team. Well, you know, it's funny because there, there, there are two things that really stand out, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but two things that stand out about Campbell's. First of all, you brew your own or you roast your own beans, which is awesome. And then secondly right. is the whole standpoint of being green. Uh, can you tell me something mm-hmm. about the whole process? I mean, what do you, how did you come about roasting your own beans and What's that like? Well, it was um, as a one of the things we did uh, one summer uh, back in two thousand, early in the summer in two thousand five. Um, can you hear me okay? I'm, I hear you fine. Oh, okay. I have a little feedback here. Um, in the summer, too early in the summer of two thousand and five. Um, my son and I, Forrest, I don't know if you know Forrest or not. But, I taught Forrest. Um, I taught him religion a number of years ago. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I took Forrest and one of his buddies, and we went out to Seattle and uh, Oregon. That's supposedly the coffee, you know, coffee central. Right, and, uh, right. So we went, we decided we were just going to go out there for three weeks. And so we caught a plane and rented a car, and we drove all over Oregon and Washington, and we went to every coffee supplier, anything that any, and we stopped at every single coffee shop. I spent a thousand dollars on really bad coffee drinks. <laughs> um, if we, I mean, we would be driving by, and there would be little uh, storage shed looking thing on the side of the bill that says espresso. We would stop and buy something. We would, and you know, then we'd end up pouring it out right after we pull out of the driveway usually. And, um, but we, you know, we were talking to, you know, we were talking to all these people and, um, and, and it was, uh, and it it really, they they were all doing exactly the same thing. There's the little coffee shop formula that they have. And, um, and a lot of it just didn't make sense to me. And, um, so when I was talking to one of these big suppliers out there, the, the guy brought us into the office and. He goes, uh, what brings you here? I said, well, you know, I'm interested in opening coffee business and, you know, and put it. He goes, oh, so you uh, came out here to find out how to do it the right way. Yeah. He, I said, well, <laughs> I said, not necessarily. I just came out here to see how y'all are doing it, and then we'll fix whatever problems go on from there. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he, he didn't like that very much. But, but um, we we – the roasting came about in that um, 
and I had thought I had done, I mean, I had spent hours on research and reading anything and everything I could get my hands on. Uh, Forrest had a friend from elementary school that had moved to Tacoma, Washington. And so we decided to drive to Tacoma and visit him. And uh, so we were there, and on the way over to this friend's house, I passed this little coffee shop. I said, well, this is a new one. So I dropped Forrest off. And I, I said, I'm going to drive back to that coffee shop and just take a look at it. And I go back, and they were roasting in the shop. Mm. And so wow. I just started talking to a couple of the people who were uh, in the shop and um, you know, asking about the roasting and, and stuff. And so then they told me about the guy who invented this roaster that they were using because it was different than any other coffee roaster I'd seen. And... Um, so the guy's name is Michael Sivitz, and he invented this. Uh, it's called fluid bed roasting, mm-hmm. and it's different from drum roasting in a lot of different ways. And I could spend hours talking to you about it. I'm sure you don't want to hear that. But uh, so I got in touch with Michael Sivitz and to to find out about his process. And he had the least personality of any human being I've ever met. He's an engineer, <laughs> and he says, "Look." I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking to you, but roasting is the time and temperature function. That's all there is to it. And if you can control that, then you can do the same thing over and over again. So you come up with something you like, and you can audit, and you can make the same thing. Oh, I said, okay, great. sounds good to me. And uh, so when I came back, I started looking, you know, talking to these different suppliers, and I said, you know, one thing I did notice, fresh roasted coffee tastes better than stale coffee every time. Right, right, right. And so so all these other shop places I've been to, they I hear we're gonna you need to buy a thousand pounds of coffee, roasted coffee up front. Well, I have no I mean this is my first go around in the coffee business. I have no idea how long it's gonna take uh to use up a thousand pounds of coffee. So I said, No thanks. And so then I said, well, you know what, we're gonna roast in the shop and um so then I had to start trying to figure out where we're going to get our beans from. And so this guy in, in Washington wants me to buy beans from him and ship them from there. And so I said, you know, this is silly. I mean, uh, we're sitting here in the biggest port in the Gulf of Mexico. Right, it's right, directly right. north of South America. Well, I know they grow a lot of coffee. And so I started doing some research, and a friend of my brother-in-law put me onto a company that, uh, that, that stores all the coffee that comes into New Orleans, essentially. There's a big warehouse down on the Industrial Canal. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they got just miles of it. Uh, so, well, here, we'll just, uh, so we started talking to them, and um, the guy said, absolutely. Uh, so we buy our, we actually go pick our, our beans stock when they come in, and uh, or from the warehouse. And so uh, that works better for us. and It enables us to keep our costs down. Our prices are lower than anybody else's. Um, by far. Uh, so we started, you know, working on developing our blend. The guy at the coffee warehouse was very helpful. He um, had years and years of experience, and we, I was working with him, and we were ta- I was telling him, I said, you know, I want something less acidic, and we want, you know, I'm looking for smooth, less acidic, something that we can duplicate, and, and uh, we just kept working, and after about a month, we came up with a really nice blend. Uh, that's that's ours, and we're the only ones that Elizabeth and I are the only two that know the the formula for our blend of beans, and um, and it's been a big hit. We we're, it's very popular, and and uh, I can't drink coffee from anywhere else anymore. 
Um, <laughs> uh, and Elizabeth's the same way. I mean, if we don't get our own coffee, we're both in a bad mood uh, oh, every yeah. day. But oh yeah, that's how it came. And then the green, um, the the greening of the shop. We, you know, it's funny. We've the, if you you know you watch television, everybody wants to be environmentally friendly and and all this, and that's all good and easy to say and and oh well you know we can use recycled cups well they don't make recycled cups around here and so the closest place that you can buy like a recycled corn cup is in uh is out of indiana oh wow and so so you know the so the one that's made out of the corn petroleum not petroleum but the corn oil or whatever and so by the time you truck it to Louisiana, the carbon dioxide emissions that you pumped out of that diesel truck to get the green cups here doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> we, you know, we use what's readily available that actually does give us the smallest carbon footprint. And, you know, we try, I mean, the recycling has been the toughest thing. Um, it's, uh, it's been, you know, difficult because there's not, Right now, there's not a demand for recycled material. All manufacturing's way down, and so you know we were able to do some, you know, find some sort of local places we could take our recycling, but they shut all those down now. Uh, Elizabeth actually packages it up and, and makes a run, pulling a trailer full of recyclables up to Baton Rouge. Oh about my once goodness! Wow, golly! And, uh, you know. So, I mean, she's very, very committed to it. You know, we're trying to get people to, you know, to use, uh, re, you know, these travel mugs and, you know, and right, uh, we yeah. serve when you're drinking in the coffee shop, we use, uh, you know, ceramic cups and stuff. And, right, right. And uh, same thing with trying to buy local. We try to buy as much of as much of what we use in the shop. We try to buy it from local sources as close to Covington as we can. Um, cut down on travel costs and emissions and, and help out the local economy. If we can keep, we can make Covington a strong local economy. It will be less affected by a national economy that's down. Right. And uh, so that's it's a community, you know, based buy local. We're very strong with the buy local. dot uh, org uh, people. You know, we just, we promote them as much as we can, and and uh, they've done they've been very uh, very nice to us and helping to promote us as well. Yeah, I saw that on the website. And and what is your website now? Campbellscoffee.com. Uh, Campbellscoffee.com. Great. Yeah, yeah I saw that uh, on Camp there. Camp Bell. Yeah. Camp Bell. Right. C A M P B E L L. Right. Right. Campbellcoffee.com. That is awesome. That is what I I am so happy I was able to get you here today. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Well, no, I appreciate you having us on. And, um, you know, anytime you want to talk about coffee or anybody would like to talk about it or, you know, just give us a call. We, Elizabeth and I both like to talk, obviously. And <laughs> I think we get in the same room. I mean, we can, um, it's funny. We'll have, uh, she'll send me a message. We need to have a meeting, a 10 minute meeting and, uh, our 10 minute meetings always turn into two or three hours. And my wife said, well, yeah, I thought you were only going to be gone for 10 minutes. And oh yeah. I, said, well, I was talking a little bit about business. And so she got, and so anyway, so it's, um, 
it's a labor of love. It's uh, you know, it's been a really good time, and the city of Covington's been wonderful to us. Um, you know, the the community has has really accepted us in, and uh, and you know, hopefully we add something to the community and and uh, and, and just doing our part, and uh, you know, and that's what we're hoping to do. That's awesome. That's I, I love your coffee. I love Campbell's coffee and tea, and I will recommend it to all my friends. So thank you again right, so sir. much for being here with us tonight. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Campbell. It was so great to have Campbell on the show. I've been wanting to do that for a long time, but want to have a show about coffee for a long time. And finally, all the planets lined up the right way, and uh, we're able to do it. So fantastic. I do have some more feedback that I'd like to play. Uh, but first... I've got a little something I found on the internet, believe it or not. You can actually find stuff on the internet. Isn't that amazing? Listen to this. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Two cups of good, hot, black coffee. Like this. Two cups. Sound familiar? That's what I drink every day. Two cups. All right. A good friend of mine, Robert Simpson, called in today. He had some feedback. Good thing about this is that Robert actually buys his coffee uh, pretty much exclusively from Campbell. So uh, Robert's got some some good things to say about uh, Campbell's coffee and just the, the whole thing about it being uh, local, you know, and, and, and building up the uh, the community. So Thank you so much, Robert, for calling in. This is Robert calling about Campbell's Coffee. Uh, Ann and I are big fans of Campbell's Coffee. Uh, it's right down the street from us here in downtown Covington. Uh, I guess the reason we like it so much, uh, rather than other local coffees, and I say local because there is another company in New Orleans, uh, is that we know when Campbell uh, roasts it. I mean, he roasts it every, fresh every morning, and we go by and we buy a whole bean, and we'll make it for a week or two, and... So we know we know when it's it's fresh and it's local and Cam's a good man. It's a good local business. Uh, I know I know exactly where my coffee comes from <laughs> and who and who roasts it. Um, so why yet yeah, we have a local one? Uh, well, the other one is is a is a big is a big company and they do a pretty good job of roasting some beans and stuff. But I don't know how long those beans have sat on the shelf in bags. Uh, uh, but like yeah, like in fact, Cam has a sticker it says "Buy fresh, buy local." And uh, it's it. It's the freshest. It's the best. We we buy the uh, the whole bean dark roast and like that rich chocolatey flavor. The dark roast that Cam does. And I I like it because uh, it's uh, it's how how what should I say? I like it because it's uh, uh it's right there <laughs> and always and always always seems to be available. Uh, I guess my thing for me, my, the coffee that you know, it's not necessarily about the coffee itself. Though it's an excellent coffee. Uh, it's about the um, it's about the local community, you know, good friends and good coffee, uh, and being able to get that and and, and remember that every time I uh, every time I drink a cup. So hopefully this helps. Uh, Anne is I think taking a nap right now. Maybe she could use a cup of coffee. <laughs> I think I'm going to go grind some beans and make me a cup myself this afternoon. Um, hopefully your show's going great. Uh, I dig it. And uh, talk to you soon, buddy. Bye. Thank you so much, Robert. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny. I mean, I've been at your house before, and you've made coffee for me, and uh, you you made a point to tell me it was Campbell's coffee. Uh, I have never bought their coffee like um, uh, just you know like a bag of coffee. I've never done that, and I kind of feel ashamed now that I've never done it. Having him on the show and having you uh, touting his his uh, his work, his work of art, uh, so uh, so well. Um, I can't believe I haven't done that. Now, I have bought many, 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 many cups of coffee from them. Uh, they had this, um, this card, uh, it's almost like a credit card, but it's not, it's got the strip on the back, but it's like a, it's not a gift card either. It's, it's like a, a, I don't know what you call it. It, It's a card that every time you go there and buy something, you swipe it and one or two things can happen. Uh, it, it keeps track of like how many cups of coffee that you had. If if you have, I think it's uh, four cups, then the fifth one is free or something like that. Um, and you can also go ahead and pay in advance. You could put a balance on the card, and that way, when you come in, or if you go the, to the uh, through the drive-through, all they do is swipe the card. You're done. You don't have to worry about the money, and it's paid in advance. It's it's a, it's a done deal. So that's really pretty cool. That's um, the only place that I know coffee shop on the north shore that does that very convenient uh i whenever i go in there i use my little card and uh, it's always nice sometimes i walk in i forget that i have a free coffee coming <laughs> so it's like a uh, a really good surprise kind of like you know when you put your winter coat on for the first time and you you're cold so you put your hands in your pockets and you find like a 20 dollar bill in there that's happened to me a few times that is awesome that's so much fun so it's kind of like this, you know, every once in a while I go in there and it's like, hey, you get a free cup of coffee. Woohoo! I'm excited about that. Uh, so anyway, thank you, Robert. Thank you so much. And uh, we've, we're going to hear from another friend of mine right now, Patricia Philippi. Patricia called in just today to give us uh, a recipe, something that she does with uh, iced coffee, I believe. Hey, Catholic foodie. This is your friend, Patricia Philippi. And I just wanted to call in with a good coffee tip. And that is that um, I am quite fond of those frozen coffee drinks. And they can get a little pricey through the drive-thru. So what I have um, come to do is I put my day-old coffee or leftover coffee in ice cube trays and I freeze them. And then next morning or so, add them to the blender with some half and half and sweetener of choice. Um, sometimes we add mocha or caramel flavoring, and in no time we have a delicious frozen coffee beverage. It's quite the uh, savor and uh, this economic time of ours, and so we really, really have had fun with this in the past. I hope you like it. Take care. Bye-bye. Sounds awesome. Sounds absolutely awesome. Uh, especially, you know, while it's still warm down here in Louisiana, it's a, it's a good thing to do. Patricia, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, I really appreciate that. And our last bit of feedback is coming from, this is coming from our friend Inga. And I know Inga, I'm so sorry. Every time I say your name, I know I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Uh, also known as Takorian on Twitter and uh, on Plurk. Uh, she's wonderful. I had a chance to meet her also at the CNMC. And she's just so cool. And she knows good beer. And she knows good coffee. So so let's hear what Tak had to say about good coffee. Hello, Jeff. This is Inge calling in from Groningen, the Netherlands. And I want to leave you some feedback about coffee. 
because uh, you and I talked a little bit when I was over at the CNMC in San Antonio about American coffee because um, I was in a hotel. I also um, visited um, the Krispy Kreme. We had at several places I had coffee. And as a European, I may be a coffee snow or something, but it was tasted horrible. I don't know what Americans do with their coffee, but maybe they are a little bit frugal. It's, it seems that there's more water in it. It's it's not as strong as coffee uh, as I'm used to. Uh, or they use a different kind of, of um, um, melange or they burn, they uh, roast the, burn the beans differently. But it's just so different from, from Europe. And maybe it's also the water that's different. I don't know. But um, how I drink my coffee here, usually I have... Um, what there's is, 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 is called a red bronze, so that's just a plain blend, the the, the cheapest one uh, from Dow Egberts. That's that's one of the most most um, famous brands. I just um, um, buy beans, grind the beans, and um, set, make my make my own fresh cup of coffee, or I go to a, a kind of barista where they also sell um, their own blends and they. Uh, have roots uh, in the in the 17th century, where the Netherlands was uh, really uh, into the coffee trade um, of the East Indian uh, Company, and uh, we have some colonial stores from back that colonial time, and the the uh, beans I typically typically buy are Ethiopian coffee, uh, and um, uh, it's something that's called Vienna Melange, so that's uh, a Vienna Viennese coffee and uh, those are my favorites uh, so I don't know if you have that in the United States what I also uh, noticed there is that there are all kinds of weird flavors to coffee do you want a hazelnut or a vanilla or coconut or something like that that's something we don't have in Europe you just just put in cream and uh, and or sugar in your coffee and that's it so um, so my my um, Experiences with coffee in the United States haven't been that that great, but I hope I can uh, attend another CNMC. I have no idea where it is yet, but uh, I will try again. And uh, I also want to send you some of my favorite blends, uh, beans. And, and they, uh, if all goes well, they are on their way right now. They are um, my favorite um, blend from Ethiopia. And uh, one blend from uh, from Europe that's called Wiener Melange. So, uh, if you get it, uh, let me know what you think of it. And uh, yeah, um, I hope um, you can use this feedback. And uh, otherwise, you just can discard it. Hey, uh, take uh, take care. Keep up the good work, and God bless. Bye bye. Oh wow! Thank you so much, Inga. You know, uh, that is so funny. It is so funny. There's so much that I relate to in your uh, in your in your feedback. Uh, you know what? You never tried New Orleans coffee. Uh, you got to come back down. Maybe we can talk Father Roderick and the and the the board into uh, having the CNMC in New Orleans, which is a fantastic convention city, by the way. But in addition to that, it's got phenomenal food. You can't beat it, and it's got great coffee. Uh, the coffee here is dark. Dark and kind of thick like the Mississippi River. It's good stuff. Uh, it's not the watered-down stuff. And I think you and I talked about this at the CNMC. Normally, when I go somewhere, I bring my coffee maker 
Or if I don't bring the coffee maker itself, I bring my filters and I bring my own coffee. And I make my own coffee in the hotel. But this time, I had to fly to the CNMC in San Antonio, so I couldn't bring a coffee pot on the plane with me. I'd have, I'd have looked kind of funny. But um, I, I totally forgot about bringing my own coffee. I guess I was just so excited. You know, I'm going to the CNMC. This is awesome. And I, I just totally forgot about my coffee. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I, coffee is not supposed to be watered down. Um, I know a lot of people, that's that's just what people are used to here in South Louisiana, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, all these wonderful little areas. Uh, we're not used to that. We're not. We have good coffee, and it's dark coffee, and it's just coffee coffee, not all these like million different flavors of coffee. It's just coffee. And see, when, when coffee is made correctly, it's made well, and it's made uh, uh, the way it's supposed to be, uh, you don't need to add all these flavors to it, you know? It tastes good all by itself. So that's my two cents on on coffee, and uh, I, I would love to try whatever you have. That's fantastic. Maybe when when uh, uh, I can get your address and send you some uh, New Orleans coffee along with my personal recipe. This is how you should do it. So uh, thank you so much, Inga, once again for that feedback. And I think I said Holland. Is that right? Is it the Netherlands? I, I get so confused. I know I'm a, um, how do you say that? I'm geographically challenged, <laughs> I guess you'd say. So anyway, thank you again, and uh, fantastic. That's right. She's saying right now on Ustream it is the Netherlands. Well, thank you so much for correcting me. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Well, I tell you, I had so much more planned for this episode, but I received more feedback than I thought I would. It's amazing how many uh, voice messages that I received on the topic of coffee. So much, as a matter of fact, that I think I might have a follow-up episode, uh, perhaps next episode, where I uh, talk about coffee a little bit more. There's so much I want to share with you. As a matter of fact, I did have some communication with uh, Mystic Monk Coffee this past week. And uh, I wasn't able to get them on the phone to get an interview this past week, but they said that next week we might be able to do that. So hopefully I can get an interview with them and share that with you next episode. You can pray for that. Since they are monks, uh, maybe you can pray for that. Mystic Monk Coffee. Uh, and if you would like to leave feedback for the Catholic Foodie, you got two ways of doing that. First of all, you can call the voice feedback line at 985-635-4974. Uh, which, by the way, hint, hint, we love voice feedback. I'm so glad we had so much to play this episode. Um, 985-635-4974. And uh, you can also reach me by email at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. Don't forget, also, SQPN Connect. You can go over there. We have a Catholic Foodie a group at SQPN Connect, which is sqpnconnect.ning, N-I-N-G, dot com. Uh, we also are on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, just search for Catholic Foodie or the Catholic Foodie. And there's two. There's a group and there's also a fan page. Make sure that you sign up for the fan page because the group is no longer really active. Uh, it's just there. Fan pages really uh, replaced groups overall. So, we have a Catholic Foodie fan page. It would be great for you to join. And, of course, you can always visit the the, the, the blog, which is where the show notes will be, uh, at catholicfoodie.com. 
And don't forget, go over to sqpn.com. There are so many excellent Catholic podcasts out there. So many. Uh, you got to go check them out. sqpn.com. And until next time, bon appétit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.